Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Martali, and joining me, as always, are my two hosts, Will and Garrett. Guys, how are you today? Doing well. Great. Doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yes. Uh, so, this is it. This was the season finale of Andor, and we are here to talk all about the show. Um, first of all, let's just go and uh, just overall thoughts of the overall series. I'm still kind of left in shell shock from the episode. <laughs> like, I've been yeah. processing it, and I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah. That just yeah. happened. Like, the, the whole atmosphere of it is a powder keg and just like every little thing is like adding timber and kindling to a, what's going to be a massive bonfire. And it goes from being a massive bonfire to being a huge detonation. This, Mm -hmm. this powder keg just goes off spectacularly. Yeah. I'm, I'm still like trying to wrap my head around the fact that for the first time, I've seen a Star Wars marching band. So I'm like, <laughs> yes. With, I, and I was like, I was blown away. I'm like looking and I'm like, they're freaking real instruments. I mean, they weren't yeah, like, yeah, they weren't yeah, like props. They were literally like space flutes and space trumpets and space horns. And I was like, yeah, oh my and God. I love the fact that you heard them like, you, and you probably wouldn't understand this more. You heard them tune it, like almost tuning their instruments. You could see they're all getting, you know, like they're not yeah they they were i mean together you gotta understand i was like they they were that was real they weren't even like not in tune which i was loving because it's like it it doesn't that's that's real that was the most real thing i've seen first time that we've seen a marching band well one at the tail end of of phantom menace but they weren't tuning they were that yeah but you have to understand that I, and i love that too but it was first of all it was was it real it was or was it digital effects because it was basically Fair a enough. bunch of gungans running but the other thing was that it was and i don't want to spend too much time on this but it was just the fact that um they went to the detail of actually using real instruments and if you listen to the very beginning and i've said this before i'm not a huge fan of the music for this show Although, although I do love what, you know, the way they used it mm-hmm. and, and how they used and how it built on each episode and the start. But the start of this episode, you were hearing those band instruments and you were hearing them. It almost and, 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 I'm, and I was like talking to my wife and I'm like, that that that's kind of that's going to I think that's going to come back because it sounds like those are actual like you know, diegetic instruments like in, in universe, you know? So yeah. that was, that was really cool. So, yeah, but, uh, but I overall, I mean, I will say that uh, it was very adult star Wars, which mm-hmm. I, I liked. Um, and I was uh, real excited for this episode. Um, it was just, it was like, like, like Gary said, a powder cake, just watching yeah. something, just build, yeah. Build. I think this one, you know, really, the this series is really built on itself. Like each episode, building, building. So you, you, 
you you know the suspense builds but you just know something is going to happen something's going to happen and then you know you have the big blow off right yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievable i mean oh. and, and i was so you know i was really i mean i, I do want to say one thing and it's just kind of a general thing um i don't like comparing you know because yeah. what's the first thing that happens you mm-hmm. know best thing that's ever come out i'm like you know that's a really easy i really don't believe those kind of statements are very yeah. valuable i yeah. feel like those you know this is a this is this is a great story a great i mean i will say this i will give it props for the most effective use of a streaming service storytelling idea mm-hmm. like the way they used the week-to-week storytelling well, and it just, you know, drew you in, which I, I, I really appreciated. But I just, you know, I, I'm not like, I've heard some people commenting like it's the, you know, it's the, it's the only good thing to ever come out of, out of, you know, Lucasfilm, Disney. Yeah. Have you not watched Mandalorian? I mean, yeah. What about Mandalorian? You know, what well, about? And that's Obi-Wan? the other thing. I heard a lot of people what about say. Bad Batch? What about Bad Batch? What about yeah? yeah I, I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of other. But I've heard a lot of people say like it was better than Mandalorian, or Mandalorian was better. But to me, that's like comparing apples to oranges. Yes, they're in the same universe, but they're completely different shows. Like right. you can't compare well, Mandalorian at, to. If we're looking at it from a storytelling perspective, um, I think I think the writing on this one was a little bit tighter. And and mm-hmm. and not to make the comparison that Mandalorian wasn't, but you look at the two seasons of Mandalorian. Each episode is a matter of well, you ha- here's the clue to get to the next level, and it's like it it felt like a video game. Like I'm watching the cutscene, a very long cutscene for a video game, and not that I had a problem with it, but that's right. that's how it feels. Uh, whereas in this, each episode ends, and you're not sure what's going to happen next, leaving you to speculate. Uh, what what's going to happen? What the characters yeah. are going to be invested in next? Guy, do you think? Do you think a lot of that was because of the like, like we said before, Andor was written to for a a little bit more mature of an audience, or as Mando, not that it was written for you know little little kids, but it was written more for younger younger adults maybe whereas mando is written for people closer to maybe our age or well i think it has to do with the 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 overall type of story that they're trying to tell mandalorian is very much an adventure story it's very much it feels very much like uh you're part of an rpg uh Mm -hmm. and you get to watch it um playing out whereas andor is very much a uh, uh espionage thriller and good, the good writing on an espionage thriller is going to keep you guessing as what's coming next. Yeah, and that's what they do well. And and it's and that's especially uh, you know telling and you know important to point out that it's important to point out that we know how this ends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we we you know there's been a lot of prequel um, storytelling, not just the quote unquote prequels, but think about. You know everything from Clone Wars to Bad Batch to um, um, Solo, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. You know these are all stories that take place as prequel stories that lead up to other things. We know where this ends up. We know what happens to Andor. We know, 
you know, that what happened, you know, for the most part, what happens to Mon Mothma and whatever. So, yeah. so to, to have that knowledge and yet, oh, of course, part of the reason why it's so suspenseful is that, you know, with everybody else who is not Mon Mothma and not Andor, we don't know yeah, what's going to happen. we don't so, know what happens to them. So and we're I'm left at, yeah, go ahead. And like, uh, so getting into, you know, talking with, with the story, um, I love one thing I loved is how you start seeing you see in this episode you see characters that we saw from the episode one that come back now and you see like oh okay this is why they're integral um, yes the the the, the, uh, the worker that helped that covered for Andor being there the 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 guy that he was trying to get uh, that was that he owed money to being yep. involved and being the snitch that turned that was trying to turn Andor in, you know, yeah. all this stuff going on and just, um, you know, I love, I love that. And then finally getting, getting, you know, what everyone kind of knew that Mon Mothma's driver was ISB. You know, I think everyone kind of figured that. I thought she actually said it. She, she, she admitted did. it in, the, in like yeah. the first or second episode when she first meets with. Uh, yeah, with, um, yeah, but then now you you actually see it come to fruition. You know, you see him like, see him there, and you hear that he's got the conversation bugged and a mention of Canto Bite. Yes, yes, Canto Bite was was thrown out there. Well, you know, if you're going to gamble, you go to Canto Bite. You know that's that makes sense. So, yeah. or Nalhada, they've got some pretty good casinos there too. Yes, right. But exactly. We still haven't seen Nalhada yet. No, we haven't. I know we have not. I know. I wonder. Mm. I'm waiting I'm for that season two, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be cool. We'll see. Um, but I mean, just so many. Let's talk about Marva. You know her 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 uh, her her. Self eulogy. Oh, oh my gosh! Yes, that was so good. Oh. I mean, I have decided that's what exactly what I want to do. <laughs> I, I want to pre-record. I'm going to go downstairs and then when we're done and pre-record it, have it ready to go. So, in the hopefully not for another fifty plus years. <laughs> are you are you, are you going to start I'm, a revolution too? Are you going to you know? No, it's going to be more like Festivus. I'm just going to tell all the people that disappointed me. Are <laughs> you grievances? Yeah, air my grievances. And there has like, to be this is what pole. I thought of you. Okay. <laughs> there has to be a metal pole in the middle of the arena right? so that you have to oversee, like your hologram oversees the feats of strength. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, no, I, I uh, but yeah, I thought that was, now yeah. I, the only, now I will say there was part of that that whole speech that she gave that did take me a little bit out of it in the sense that, all right, would the empire have waited that long yeah. to kick Emo yeah. over? And, I and, thought that would have gotten shut down. Like, what, you know, they saw all those people in. To me, the modus operandi of the empire that I, that I kind of know is send the stormtroopers in right away with blasters and right. you know, don't wait. But I know you know they wanted to have the whole showdown well, yeah, between they... the protesters and the 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 imperial imperial uh, security forces with their with their uh, shields and before the uh, 
the real yeah. the, the big fighting really started. no we wanted to have that you know have it build up to that so yeah yeah and then yeah there's mon and then back to mon mothma like kind of you know betrothing her kid mm-hmm. but yeah. now it feels like it was an easy decision because the kid wanted it kid wanted yeah. the old ways which yeah. is weird that that was well well, I mean, it's it's in a way it is, but in a way it's not because how many times does you know, especially a teenager, you know, rebel against what the what the parents doing? In this case, if the parent is, you know, a quote unquote more progressive, more you know, let's you know, she was Michael P. She was Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, so anybody get yeah. that reference, right? Exactly. Get, yeah. yeah, right. That was Family Ties. Yeah exactly yeah. what she was but you know on a more serious and you know it's just the weird part to me and, and i'm not bothered by it but the weird part i found interesting or unusual or odd was that it kind of solved mon mothma's problem right yeah you know it kind of you know she didn't want to do it because she didn't believe in it but the daughter wasn't going to kick back on it so yeah you know, it's like all right well you, you got to do what you got to do yeah so, um, I think they went about doing that the right way. Like it, like you could see that, like there is a bit of relief on Mon Mothma's face uh, when when she allowed for that to happen. Um, I mean, she ultimately let it be her daughter's decision, and her daughter, who's been wanting to embrace the more traditional Chantra Lillian, uh, you know, uh, lifestyle. Culture. Yeah, in in culture, I think that I I think that takes a weight off of her as a parent because then she right. doesn't have to worry about um, you know what's best for her kid because her kid is like, well, I want to do this. He's a good looking kid, you know. I want to marry him at a young age, just like you know you got married at a young age. It's 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 our it's a part of our way of life. She saw right. it as a, she saw it as a means to an end for her, you know, culturally and traditionally. Her mom. Get, reaps the political reward, or at least the 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 financial backing that she needed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Now, let's talk about you know the um, Andor re- finally returning. <laughs> Everything was about Andor returning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andor returning home. I kind of want to back up for a second because the way that Ma- that Marva recorded her her statement, she probably assumed that there'd be somebody from the Empire who would have who would be watching or listening or whatever. Yeah. But she probably didn't anticipate the kind of Imperial presence that was there mm. uh, when she recorded the message, like. Um, because I mean, between the time that she dies and and the time that they do this funeral procession, her you know the, the presence of the of the Imperials grows exponentially Correct. in just a couple of episodes, and it is um, it goes from just having a handful of of Imperial soldiers there you know, to like like three garrisons, right? Yeah. yeah so. But I mean, just the way that whole thing was like aligned, you know, and and I, and I joke about the band, but but even just the way that they the processional, mm-hmm. yeah. had, you know, there it had a Godfather vibe to me, you know, where it did, yeah, with the with the you know the the more dirgy uh, 
funeral march kind of things that they did. And how quickly be- everything you can see, like the 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 plan that the Empire had to flush out Andor and having everything mm-hmm. set up just perfectly with we're gonna allow we're only allowing this many people to come in and this they have it can only go down this route and then everything just gets thrown out and then the Empire doesn't really you know that's one thing the Empire you can see that Empire is not good at is thinking on their feet. Yeah. Like yeah. things aren't going to plan, oh crap, what do we do? Yeah. Yes. No, and, makes- you know, for the Empire thinking on their feet is let's send everybody out and just, you know, kill everybody. <laughs> Scorched earth, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now oh, I did have a I did have a a uh, question. Did either of you see the guy ringing the gong? Yeah, the, the clock tower. Did he? He didn't get shot, right? He just no, no. He, he okay. knocked the guys. He knocked the, the guy out out of the he tower. Spar- he Sparta kicked the. He Sparta kicked. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "What was the, What was the name of the planet again? I can't remember." Ferex. This Ferex. is Ferex. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. No, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure. Be curious to see where this goes next, or yeah. even if it is on Ferrex, or if they're just gonna. Yeah. Because oh, you know, at the end. That, speaking of the, of that, I believe there was a Wilhelm scream when he fell off the tower. I yep. believe he fell. There was a, there was a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yes. Will. Poor Wilhelms. They get killed so frequently. I know. Right? I know. Yikes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then of course Andor at the end. Kind of seeks out Luthen, mm-hmm. and yeah. well, you know, says, you "Kill me or or let me join you." you yeah, because you find out Luthen was like all ready to, you know, we have to find him and kill him. Yeah, I was. That was a little bit ambiguous um, leading up to it. Did he really want that, or was that just something the the girl assistant? I think I, it I was. Think, I think it was. He just. It was something he promised Avell just to keep her on board. Yeah, yeah. To motivate her, and yeah. without uh, any I, ambition of doing that. Right, right, right. And I think yeah. I think if Andor had said, you know, had made any type of thing of like, "Hey, I'm not really interested in being involved," and I think maybe Luthen probably would have. Um, but the oh, he definitely Andor, would have. Yeah. Oh, uh, the minute Andor said, "Yeah, I want to join," then Luthen was like, "All right, I'll let you in." But, yep. Yep. Um, the one thing I will say that did kind of just for a second pull me out a little bit is when Carol and uh, Deidre have that little have that little moment where she, he saves her and pulls her out, and you can see like. He's starting. She's starting to fall for for him, and he's got that look. Like it, it just kind of threw me out because it was like it just came out of the blue. Like there was no build. There's no real. I mean, there was a little bit of build up to it, but you go from Deidre thinking, okay, this guy's a creep, this guy, you know, is a stalker, to you know, I think there should have been, you know, maybe maybe a little hint of like, oh, maybe this guy's not too bad after all. Maybe I can, you know. But I don't know. It just for me, it just kind of pulled me out for a second, just well, for a second, because it, it came. It seemed to kind of out of the blue and out of character, kind of out of character. Yeah, but I, and if that had just been, and if 
I would agree with you whole, wholeheartedly, John, if, you know, Siren just grabbed her off the street and yeah. brought her into a room. But this girl was being, I mean, think about where she would, where she just was. Yeah. You know, she was losing control of everything. She was on the ground. There was a riot of people like stomping on her. That's true. And yeah. she had to, and he was, he literally pulled her out of the, out of the gates of hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and as yeah, I've seen, true. I've seen on other kind of analyze, analyzing um, channels about the show, Somebody had mentioned that, you know, she closed up all of her emotions, mm-hmm. like totally. And here yeah. that fear brought all of them out in a, in a rush. And then this guy just steps in and just saves her. Yeah. And I, I you know, she didn't like just, you know, throw her, her arms around him and start making out with him. You know, she, no, that's she, true. she just sat there and looked at him and was like, <laughs> what did she say? I suppose I should say thank you. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean... You know, which yeah, for her that's very emotional. Yeah, but you know, it's it's not very much in the grand scheme of things when yeah, you think about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's gonna. You know, we'll see where. You know, now cut to you know a year from now or whenever when we're watching episode one of season two, and if you see the two of them lying in bed together, remember I said this. That's a little weird, <laughs> but. You know, well, it also depends on how much of a time jump we have between right episode. You know. Right. No, I'm you know, absolutely true. And then we can have maybe, you know, anyway. Um, so I was surprised that pretty much everyone got out. That was well, my biggest surprise for me. I thought for sure that, that you'd have at least one character death. Well, they got rid of so many in a few episodes ago. That's that. true. That's true. <laughs> um, but you know, as far as like the main uh, the main cast, I thought for sure there'd be at least one character that would would die. So that was kind of a surprise to me that we didn't have you know even really a hint that. I mean, you know, maybe maybe during the you know the big melee when the stormtroopers finally come out and start shooting everybody, um, there might be, but. Yeah. Are we any guys kind of surprised there wasn't, you know, at least one character I mean, that, that died? There was, I, I, well, the, the guy, the snitch died. That's yes. true. So that's true. There's that. But no, I, I feel like, um, I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining. It was just kind of like, it just seemed like it just there weren't a lot of characters like, that. I mean, obviously, they they you know they turned into kind of a rescue for Brazzer Brazo or whatever his name is, yeah. um, and uh, and and emo and you know a few others, but not everybody. Like, I don't think a lot of those people survive will survive this. I mean, you know, no. stormtroopers totally. You know, they have weapons. You know, that's it. It's, they're gonna they're gonna shoot them all down. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So whether now you know, I don't even know if we're going to see Ferrix on the next in the next season. I think we're mm. going to move on to something else. I think yeah. I think you're right. I think you're. I right. think Fer- the story at, in, on Ferrix has been told, and yeah. what happened after that, you know. Yeah. Now let's talk about um, Andor rescuing. Um, what's her um, What's her name? That was uh, 
in the oh, first. Binks. 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 I thought I thought it was really interesting how she was like she had this like this um, Stockholm syndrome, this PTSD yeah. Stockholm syndrome going on where she's like, no, I can't leave. I can't leave. I, they, they won't let me leave. He's like, yeah, snap out of it. And then he yeah. yeah. And that changes everything for her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was really, really neat. And, you know, just see the torture that she had obviously that, been through. And, what a, I mean, it was really, but they really weren't talking about it in this episode, but what a, what a horrible, but oh, there were so many uncomfortable things you in really the series. See, like we always kind of known that the empire was evil and malicious, mm-hmm. but we really see it here. And we see we see both sides. We see the the overt evil and maliciousness with the torture and you know the slavery, but then we see the more subtle Yeah. You know, subtle evil where they just kind of come in and take over. Yes, yeah. you know. You know, we just where they just kind of come in and like next thing you know, it's like, oh, there's stormtroopers all around. There's <laughs> how did this happen? Yep. No, that's true. And, and we and, see the difference between being in the Empire, living in the core, like on Coruscant and places like that, and then on, in the uh, the uh, the, uh, the Rim worlds, like <laughs> a Ferrix, like and how it's completely different. Yes. Yeah. True. True. You know. So. Uh, I. Uh... <laughs> I was trying to figure out what Cyril, his uh, his his buddy there, that was with them. They switched hats. What was the deal with the switching of the hats? I don't know. I have no clue. That All was right. just so weird. Yeah. yeah. That, and did that, anybody did anybody figure out that uh, his name is like an almost like an uh, not an anagram but like of um, corn cereal, cereal corn. Oh, cereal corn. <laughs> And he's always he's always doing that cereal corn corn cereal. Hmm. And every time we see him at his at his at his uh, house in Coruscant, he's always eating that uh, uh, the the cereal with the blue milk. Oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> wow, now I just wonder, did someone take it to that level? Oh, detail. you know, you know they. Have no, I, I know someone translated it as that, but did, did but did they really? Oh my I'm god! I'm pretty that... sure they did. I'm pretty sure they did. I've I've met some uh, some some writers and stuff like that, and yes, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, this would be hilarious because you see, you watch any like episode of like Star Trek <laughs> or Star Wars, well, they'll put the they'll put like stupid name, like they'll have like a list of like starships. That they're looking at, and they'll have some like weird name in there. They're like, no one else would realize it's in there until you like zoom in and you see something like, oh, this one's called the Tony Tony the Tiger Ship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they can't get away with that nowadays. Uh, with a lot of, the, especially with with uh, the, you know, with all the uh, um, space languages that they have, because everyone knows how to translate it now. So they can't put something in Arabic that makes absolutely no sense because there's people like us and other people that are like, oh, I can translate this. 
Yep. No, that's true. That's true. They got to be careful with that too, because know, people right? spend time translating it, and they got to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, come on, folks, make sense, will you? World building. Exactly. Yay for world building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. So, all right. What about? I think anything other, any other key points uh, from this episode. I gotta say, one of the things I really appreciate was just how chaotic that skirmish got, oh. just in the in the design of it, because you have uh, you have these how to put it. Uh, you had the so many things going on. You had people. You had the Imperials getting ticked off because of the recording. You had. Uh, <laughs> You had the the band members getting ticked off because of the Imperials being there and because they were kicking over and disrupting the whole thing. They were told that uh, they would have plenty of time, no disruptions, nothing like that. And then, um, and then you have uh, then you've got the the guy who was working on the uh, the communications array who built the bomb. And he oh, pulls it's done. Yeah, IED, and he chucks it. And he didn't die, he, right? I don't. I don't remember. I don't think he did. I mean, not that it matters. It just, just, yeah. But seriously, you're right. There was just, you know, a lot, a lot going yeah. on. So, but uh, no, I, I. It was a great way to end it. I'm really glad we already know that another season's coming. You know, I'm glad that they kind of already approved it and it wasn't something that we'd have to wait and see if they're going to do another one. Yeah. So that helped. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wait, we got to talk about the, we got to talk about the end credit scene. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, what we put the, uh, the, the array dish for uh, oh. Death Star was just and seeing, and seeing that the things that he was making, we all speculated were those parts for the Death Star? Were those parts for something else? And then we see that the things he was making were going into the Death Star. Oh my gosh! Oh. Well, I I knew it the minute I see like the thing you know going in. I see the little droids going in and believe like, oh my gosh! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! And then it pans <laughs> out and you see it, there's like it was that yeah. was oh, that was oh. that was I mean that was good. Yeah. Yeah. But lot, you know, that's something that you know because they never did any end credit stuff. A lot of people might have missed that one. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know until I was watching something. I saw something on YouTube that said end credit scene explained. I'm like, oh, I gotta go back. Gotta go back. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Skip credits. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I love that that uh, Disney Plus does is they get to the end. They know everyone wants to see the end credit scene, so like. They have the end credit button right there. It's like, yep, all right, nope. I want to just get to the end. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think that um, the, the funny thing about it was when you saw the droids. For some reason, it, to me, it was a. It seemed like a a, a a negative reflection with those droids building the Death Star of the 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 ones R two were controlling building Luke's temple. Mm-hmm. You know, after the fact. In fact, I wonder yeah. were they the same droids, just a new coat, coat of paint? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, 
Hard to say. But it was still, it was just an interesting parallel. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So now, did you guys feel there was closure to this to the season? Um, do you think that you know everything, or do you feel that? Because that, that was like, my thing. Like, like I felt like I feel there was some closure. Like, I think we're like you, like like Will, like Will said. I think we're done on Ferrex. I would agree. At the same, I, but at the same time, I felt like there are still so many storyline threads that were still kind of left open for next season. Maybe that was on purpose for next season. I would imagine you know, it was. You know, um, do you think this worked as a season finale is what I'm trying to say? I do. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, there's going to be some things that are, that are hanging over for the next season because they, they need to. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. what's going to happen with Cyril Karn and, and, and Dedra Mira. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how that interaction plays out. I'm also really curious to see what happens to Miro's career at this point, because, um, you know, there's a huge opportunity and the whole thing with the whole linchpin for her campaign was to get Andor and she just failed miserably. (laughs) And because uh, she was, I mean, she was so confident. She was so, you know, gung ho to make sure this happened that she didn't think of all the ramifications, didn't think of all the things that could have gone wrong, didn't didn't study the angles. And she was well in over her head. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Karn was like, if she had just brought Karn in, Cyril would have been like, this is how things play out. This is I, here's how I can help you. Here's how I can analyze. Mm-hmm. And he would like, but because because she kept pushing him away because she kept, you know, keeping him at that distance. I think there's now going to be an overcorrection on that, but, but uh, I think that the way this ends with obviously Andor is going on to the next step of his journey towards being a a member of the rebel Alliance and picking up and and getting closer to where we see him in rogue one. um, I think this, this uh, does a really good job of closing out what happens on Ferrex um, but I still think we have more to see, especially with regards to Mon Mothma on, on Coruscant. Right. Yeah. Now, do you think that this show, because there's a line in um, Rogue One where he tells, he says, that makes a comment, he's been in this fight since he was six, was it six years old or eight years old? Six remember. years old. Six, six years, years old. old. Do you think that this show at, at all has clarified that statement because it seems like he actually joined the rebellion. Like he's just now kind of officially joined the rebellion. No, I think they were telling that with the flashback sequences of him as a little boy. Yeah. You know, and, and seeing what the empire did with their mining and how they were kind of, you know, they were all that thing, you know, no, I I think they kind of answered that. No, they might've been a little ambiguous about it, but I think that they did. They, at least put that out there. He was fighting somebody, whether that be, you know, as a as a sep- separatist kind of fighting, right. the re- fighting the republic, or uh, you know, you know, a rebel fighting the fighting the empire, whether that be directly or indirectly, you know, we will yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to wait this out and see where it goes from here, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I feel 
like I do think it closed. I think it did the 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 absolute correct amount of closure for this episode for this mm-hmm. for the season, knowing that it's you know it's it's different, guys. We we don't we know this is going to be two seasons. We know it's not going to be three. It's going to lead right up to the events of Rogue One, and we all know what happens yeah. after that. Yeah. When you have that level of of a timeline to adhere to, you can tell a very different kind of story. And, uh, and you don't have to keep, you know, it's not like they're going to just keep holding out for, oh, if it's successful, we'll do another season, you know, and you yeah. know, we'll do, we'll, we'll do and or the teenage years, you know, I, I, I don't, I, you know, maybe they will. I don't know. I don't think they really need to do that. No. But if they did, they could so totally cast uh, Diego Luna because you know when he sh- when he goes for a shave, man, he's really young looking. <laughs> Still, yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, you said they don't need to. But then again, you know, just like any movie company, Disney has done stuff before that they don't need to do. <laughs> but well, they, yes, I think. But you could say that about pretty much any movie, any movie company that has a uh, popular franchise. You know, we don't need to do this, but. We're still gonna do it. How many direct to DVD sequels? Bambi two. Did we really need a Bambi two? Did we really need a Little Mermaid two? Oh, you know, I blame I blame uh, uh, the Return of Jafar because they made the one sequel movie that was actually good, and then they thought, let's do it with all of them, and that's it. So anyway. Hopefully well, they they made, they made the sequel movie to explain why Iago was back for the Aladdin TV series. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason why that movie got made. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't I, even have like message boards and Discord groups and podcasts and YouTube channels back then with people wondering and clamoring, "Why? Why is that? It makes no sense." Or uh, or better yet, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh yes, but they did bring Robin Williams back on that one. Yes, so. they did. That was a smart move on their part. Yes, it was, yeah. and it made yeah. that movie tolerable. Yes, um, yeah. although you know uh, the the previous version, uh, you know the Homer, uh, who does the Homer Simpson voice, uh, uh, Castanella. Uh, yeah, Dan yeah. Castellaneta. He, he, you know, he wasn't Castaneda. bad. He was, no, he was good. He was good, it but it wasn't. Was, it wasn't Robin Williams. He didn't have the. Um, he didn't have the improv. All right, we're getting off the rails here, yeah, guys. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Sorry, and we're going this way. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that's that was okay. me. That was on me. No, that's he's right. like, yes, keep talking more about RIPs. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're, as long as you're talking, we're good. <laughs> we're happy. Unless you're talking uh, about the holiday. Unless you're talking about the holiday special, in which case they will flag us and shut us down. <laughs> We just can't show a whole lot of it, or any. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Or Uh, my there's a couple of things I felt a little bit let down on. Okay, I wanted to see a little bit more action, specifically like a chase sequence between Cyril Karn and Andor. I want there to be like a a face to face and come to the point where like I like kind of have this this moment very very um harrison ford tommy lee jones fugitive status where you have uh cyril karn showing up to you know they're having that face to face for the first time like these are characters who have not met yeah right see i would have liked and to have seen that in oh go ahead i was I gonna like say to see- cyril's like 
I finally got you. I've got my man. And Andor just being like, I don't even know who you are. That's exactly like, who who are you? <laughs> or, or even have a thing like, you know, it's like, you ruined my life. And, and, and you know, uh, Andor would be like, I have no idea who you are. Well, I uh, I think that that might be something, that whole Cyril arc might be something that is going to be saved for next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, too. What I'm disappointed is I'm disappointed that we didn't get the scene with Cyril kind of taking her mom, taking his mom by the back of the head and drowning her in the cereal that she <laughs> That's just like <laughs> the little blue. Yes. Or, 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 you know, saying like, oh, you know, taking her on the, the on a trip to, uh, to Ferrix and say, you know, we're going to go, I'm going to go back to where I, you know, where I used yep. to work. I want to show yep. you that. And they're, then they're on the space, the space thing, just like here, step out here, airlock. <laughs> yeah. That really puts a whole new spin on throw mama from the train. Yeah. Oh, you got it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh my God. I mean, just that woman, just the way, oh, like, even the way, even their voice is just like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, just, Mm. But what, what's the old saying? Sympathy for the devil. The old song, "Sympathy for the Devil." Yeah, she she gave you. Uh, she made you get sympathy for uh, what was supposed to be a, a the villain. Yes, big time. Yeah. She made you feel sorry for him. Well, I certainly understood him better. Yeah, yeah. So you know, rationalization. A very, a very relatable. I don't. I don't know if you really call him villain, but relatable. Re- relatable antagonist. It made him right. It made him relatable. Yeah, I would that say. is true. And I think I think all all of the bad all of the bad the quote unquote bad guys that we saw in there the antagonists were relatable. You know, we saw except the doctor, the doctor, the one that was torturing Binks. Yeah, Binks. But even for him, it was more. It's it's more. Oh, it was just about it was the science. Like he didn't. Yeah, look but at he it. just he was very yeah. Clinical. I know, but it was still. You know yeah. his 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 lack of a soul was yeah. a little a little bit much, but you know yeah. anyway. But I mean, for like the mainstay antagonists right. that we had regularly, <coughs> they're all very relatable. And I love you know they put the gray like we said before they put the uh, the gray area to the to the rebels. You yeah, know, that they weren't all sunshine and roses in us. You know, and how there's so many different factions of. "Quote unquote rebels fighting for different things, mm-hmm. you know. Each one fighting, you know, for you know, some just wanting to get the empire out, some some wanting to restore the the republic, some wanting to you know fight for you know for each planet being independent, you know, all these different factions, and so we're kind of seeing the. So I'm kind of curious if that's what kind of what we see in in season two is this kind of formation, like we're starting to see the beginnings of it. I wonder if season two will focus a lot more on these different factions and groups coming together and forming a single rebel alliance. Possibly by, you know, that has to happen at some point. Yeah. 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 I mean, we saw it, we saw a little bit of it in rebels. Yeah. But I think that even if they, even if they don't, even if they wanted to, you know, re present that, you know what I mean? I, you know they they could yeah. because you, yeah, know, you so could many... say, I mean you could you could you could even have to do 
you know, I mean, I know we have Mon Mothma in that, but you can do it from, you know, um, Andor's point of view. Sure. Like you can see Andor, you know, maybe, maybe you shoot a live action a version of that with, but and, with Andor watching the the speech that Mon Mothma gives on the on the, uh, the on the bridge of the ghost where she's right. calling, but so and you don't even have to show. You can just see the hologram of Mon Mothma giving that speech, and you know all the fans, all all us nerd, all us uh, nerds will know like exactly where that's from. Yeah, right. And we'll geek out because oh my gosh, that's from that's from Rebels. We know that. Oh my gosh. I still, yeah. I, I, I still think, and and this is a prediction I have for the next season. I think we're going to see Vel again. Um, we're, I, I don't think they're done with her. Uh, yeah. I think that with the way that things play out, uh, we may even see Senta as well. But with the way things are playing out, I mean, she and Senta were on Ferrix to kill Andor. That was their, that was the next phase of their mission, and it was the only thing that they were actually in agreement on, and. The fact that Luthen takes him off world to go do whatever else, she's going to see that as a betrayal. And she's going to, mm. I think she's going to be gunning not just for Andor, she's going to be gunning for Luthen as well. Mm. Maybe. Because Luthen is starting to, like, despite all the bridges he is building, he is burning just as many of them. And because yeah, you see right. that with the way he handles things in his conversation with Saw Guerrera, um, Saw was worried about, you know, at some point he was going to get sold out by Luthen. <laughs> Um, and and really, all Luthen is is he's a he's a broker of of mercenaries. Yeah, and he, he's the guy pull he's the guy pulling the the purse strings and and cater and and moving the money around and getting things where they need to be, uh, whether it's assets, uh, you know, financial assets, personnel assets. It doesn't matter. He's that broker who's kind right of in the middle of everything. He's that middleman and. It's eventually when you're in the middle of all those things, at some point, something's going to squish you. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. So we'll see. We will see. And of course, we're. I'm pretty sure we're going to get in it. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get the whole uh, K2SO mm-hmm. appearance and mm-hmm. reprogramming. Alan Tudyk. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping that this is, I'm hoping that, that the, Season two literally ends with Andor going on, you know, getting starting or going on the mission that we see him at the beginning of Rogue One. Yeah, like oh, that would be the perfect perfect ending is uh, him, you know, getting getting that mission and going off on that mission. Right. Well, we have we have a little time to wait for that. We but, do. Uh, we do, and uh, I believe the next. Star Wars show is Bad Batch. Yes, yeah, in January, I believe. Yeah, yeah. When right. does it was the next supposed to come out soon. It was supposed to come out sooner, but they didn't want it, to. They pushed it back. They pushed it back because it was. Um, it, it was um, interesting. Oh, uh, according to what I'm seeing here, it's supposed to be out January fourth. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and what's the next live action one? Mandalorian out. season three, I think. Season three. Mando season oh, three. Followed by Ahsoka. Yeah. Maybe. And then Skeleton Crew? Or mm. or, or maybe 
and or season two. The potential release date for Mando season three. Um, it looks like February, and then February. followed, and then followed by Ahsoka. Followed by Ahsoka. Okay. All right. Well, a lot of good stuff to be excited about. Looking forward to. Yes, definitely. Definitely. All right. As we wrap up here, um, of course, we want to give uh, thanks once again, as we mentioned last week, this is Will's last official time with us as an official host. He'll still be back uh, every so often, but he's not going to be able to be a official co-host anymore. Um, We just wish him the best it's been it's been fun i don't want to see this like oh we'll never see you again like i said no we'll i'll still, be back we'll yeah i'll be back but thank you both for for uh letting me uh you know voice my star wars fandom on this channel and well, i'm very much looking forward to uh what you guys have to uh, to well, to discuss you. moving forward and uh and and to coming back from time to time so yeah. thank you well, so much and on a personal note i just want to say that um, this is kind of behind the scenes thing for here at War of the Stars, but I know a lot of people already know this. Um, Will was a lifesaver for this channel. Um, we'd lost our, I mentioned before, we lost our co, our other two co-hosts and um, we were doing uh, some um, auditions, I, I should say, and Honestly, I'll be honest, Will was not the initial choice that I, uh, I picked. Um, I, and the only reason I didn't pick him was because I didn't know if his schedule of uh, being a school teacher would allow it. <laughs> Which, kind of uh, why eventually I had to, yeah. to stepping away. But. Um, uh, but the guy that I picked, uh, eventually uh, something happened with him after about two or three weeks of uh, being with him. And he had to bow out and... Will graciously stepped in, even though, you know, as I said, he was my initial first first choice, uh, but he, he proved to be the best choice. Um, and I just thank him for helping, um, helping out in the channel for all this, for the last, what's been a year? Have you been a year and a half. Year and a half now, yeah. Did it, I remember I did it at least in, the, in early summer of uh, yeah. 2021. Yes. Um, and we are fast going into the holiday season and, um, we'll be making our announcement for our, when our Christmas break will be happening. Um, in fact, I'll do it right now. Uh, we'll be doing our last show before the holiday break on December 19th. Um, still plans of what exactly we're going to be doing with that. Uh, and then we will be off for two weeks after that and come back in the new year. Uh, so anyway, well, Garrett, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you? Well, there's a couple places where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at GKJ underscore publishing. I'm there trying to uh, market my YouTube channel as well as uh, market my books as an author. Uh, I do a fantasy series. So if you ever want to check me out. You can do that. All the books are on, on Amazon. Uh, but you can also find me on YouTube, GKJ Publishing. I have a show called The Right Way, where we talk book recommendations, author interviews, uh, creative writing tips. And every month I do at least one live stream. Um, and 
thankfully this is not the last collaboration I get to do with Will because he has said he's going to uh, do a top 10 for me on uh, the opening of, of May because Star Wars Day. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will get that to you. Hopefully not like the day before. <laughs> like I, I got I got seven months. I think I can get it in. Uh yeah, yeah. five six yeah. Some, something like that yeah yeah something like that right I I promise I'll get it in no. <laughs> if not I'll I'll send a Greedo after you yeah there you go <laughs> make sure to shoot first yes exactly exactly. All right. And Will, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at? Well, I will still be active on YouTube with the Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. Awesome. This is my favorite time of year because we do a lot of holiday related things. You got to check out my I'll be uploading a video soon about uh, I did a Star Wars gingerbread display this year. I do one every year. Oh. But this one um, I'm particularly proud of. So I'm not going to say what it is. You got to look look at the channel. And um you know, been putting out a lot of content in the last few days. Yeah, yeah, it comes out a lot. And I've been playing around with the shorts, you know, trying to do some of the shorts. But um, that's, you know, I, I may get back into that. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, for now, I'm just doing them usually on Sundays and Wednesdays is when they drop. And uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba. Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing page on Facebook. And if you want to reach out to me, emailing me at DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys so much for letting me have uh, share the share the sandbox with you guys. And uh, I look problem. forward to coming back in the future as, as a guest. So thanks so much. Well, thank you. As for us right here, if you want to get a hold of the channel, War of the Stars one at gmail.com is our email. If you want to get a hold of us, that is probably the best way to do that. If you have any questions, comments, snide remarks, um, <laughs> all of the above, you can send it there. Or you can go to our Twitter handle, which is the same at War of the Stars one. Uh, Check us out there. We do polls, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you can go to our Facebook group. Just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. If you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. As I said, in the coming next year, we got some uh, plans for our Patreon, some Patreon exclusives that we will be rolling out. So stay tuned for that. Uh, or you can get our, our T-shirts, our... Um, mugs, all that stuff is at spreadshirt.com forward slash shop forward slash war of the stars. Uh, or the link is in all our social media pages. Just click on the link and that will take you directly to our spreadshirt shop where you can get the all the cool merch that we got there. Uh, if you want to listen to the show, we are on all podcast platforms, including anchor.fm and uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, we're going to a five-star review. We're on YouTube. Uh, just search, again, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast on YouTube. And uh, you can find us there. Um, we'll be uploading this show to there. So remember to like and subscribe. And Will, will you do the honors of closing out the show? Oh, I would be happy to. So until next time, folks, please remember... This is not just your Star Wars. This is not just our my Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. May the Force be with you. 
and also with you.